0: Good morning po sa inyong lahat. Ako po si Aldrin and I am serving as one of the pastors in this church. Binabati ko po kayo ng Happy Lord's Day, especially those who are joining us for the first time. Maraming salamat po for joining us kahit dito lang po sa ating online worship service. And I pray that you will be blessed as you listen to the Word of God. Ipagpapatuloy po natin yung ating pag-aaral sa 1 Corinthians. At nandito na po tayo sa chapter 5. Now, napaka-importante po ng chapter 5 kasi dito po sa chapter na ito, magsisimula, magturo si Paul tungkol sa etika. Ano ba yung etika? eto no? ba yung sa English? Wait? Wait lang? <laughs> etika, Okay? No, we're talking about ethics which is about conduct, behavior, no Christian ethics. Suguri yung mga estudyante sa atin, alam nyo na napaka-importante ng kandak. Hindi lang tinitingnan yung grado natin, tinitingnan din yung behavior natin sa klase, yung kandak natin. At kung ito ay hindi tama, tayo ikinoorrek ng teacher, iba? Dini-disciplina tayo. Kaya pinapadala tayo sa guidance office. Si Paul po sa chapter five, he began his teachings about ethics. By Correcting the Conduct of the Corinthian Church Paul is talking about Church Discipline Dinidiscipline niya yung uh, Church sa Corinth At kapag narinig natin yung salitang Church Discipline Hindi kagad maganda yung mga naiisip natin Siguro hindi ito yung pinaka-favorite uh, natin na topic na pag-usapan Pero merong reason kung bakit kasama sa Biblia yung Church Discipline. Ito po yung ka importante at um, it makes a lot of sense that we talk about Church Discipline kasi tayong mga Christians, we were only saved by grace. Hindi tayo naligtas dahil tayo ay uh, perfecto o naabot natin yung pamantayan ng Diyos no? o dahil napakabait na tao natin at wala tayong nagagawang mali naligtas tayo by grace lamang no sa pamamagitan ni Kristo so tayo ay nagkakasala tayong mga Christians even, even right now uh, may tendency tayo na mag to temptation no? nagkakasala pa rin tayo natitisod pa rin tayo may mga pagkakataon na medyo lumilihis tayo kay Kristo so it makes sense na kailangan natin makorek, kailangan ma discipline. At ito po yung topic natin for today, we will be talking about church discipline. At para mas matandaan po natin itong topic na ha to, hahatiin po natin ito into three parts na merong mga keywords starting with letter P. Tatlong P. So our, our topic will be about the three P's of church discipline. So kung Nanjan po ang inyong mga Bible, buksan nyo na po ito at babasahin po natin yung buong 1 Corinthians chapter 5. Buksan po natin 1 Corinthians 5. Are you there? Let me read it to you. It is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you and the kind of sexual immorality that is not even tolerated among the Gentiles. A man is sleeping with his father's wife, and you are arrogant. Shouldn't you be filled with grief and remove from your congregation the one who did this? Even though I am absent in the body, I am present in spirit as one who is present with you in this way. I have already pronounced judgment on the one who has been doing such a thing. When you are assembled in the name of our Lord Jesus, and I am with you in spirit with the power of our Lord Jesus, hand that one over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh so that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord. Your boasting is not good. Don't you know that a little leaven leavens the whole batch of dough? Clean out the old leaven so that you may be a new unleavened batch as indeed you are. For Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. Therefore, let us observe the feast not with old leaven or with leaven of malice and evil but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. I wrote to you in a letter not to associate with sexually immoral people. I did not mean the immoral people of this world or the greedy and swindlers or idolaters. Otherwise, you would have to leave the world. But actually, I wrote you not to associate with immoral or greedy, or rather with anyone who claims to be a brother or sister and is sexually immoral or greedy, an idolater or verbally abusive, a drunkard or a swindler, do not even eat with such a person, for what business is it of mine to judge outsiders? Don't you judge those who are inside? God judges outsiders. Remove the evil person from among you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, may you grant us understanding. Hindi po to madaling pag-usapan ang topic na ito, But we ask for understanding. We ask for guidance from your Holy Spirit. And may we see the grace that you have in us through this teaching. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, three P's of church discipline. Ano ba yung tatlong P of church discipline? First, we will talk about the person to be disciplined. That's the first P, person to be disciplined. Next is the practice of church discipline. And third, the purpose of church discipline. So, yan po yung tatlong P. The person to be disciplined, the practice of church discipline, and the purpose of church dip- discipline. Person, practice, and purpose. Let's look at the first one, the person to be disciplined. Paano natin malalaman kung kailangan madisiplin ng isang person? Uda, dapat clear na may nagawang offense yung person against God and the community. Yun yung sinasabi sa verse 1. No? Hindi pwedeng i-discipline ang isang tao na wala namang ebidensya o kaya nari niglang naten sa ibang tao, no? Parang sabi sa bilang yung kanyang offense. Hindi po po pwede yun. Magkaka-problema kapag padalus dalos tayo sa pagdidisiplina. Dapat marinig natin yung both sides no, yung offender at yung na-offend at dapat maging klaro muna na talagang nakagawa ng offense yung person sa verse 1 makikita natin na may proven report na isa sa member ng church ay nangangalunya no? nagcommit ng sexual immorality or adultery in fact, very specific pasipol. So alam na alam talaga niya kung ano yung issue na ito. Ang sabi niya yung pangangalo niya daw ng miyembro na to ay napakatindi, no, mas matindi pa kaysa sa pagans, sa mga pagano. Yung mga pagans during this time, ito yung may mga jos josan. no, kasi sila nagco sila ng sexual acts doon sa kanilang templo. Meron silang at uh, temple prostitutes. At ang sabi ni Paul, mas matindi pa itong church member na to na nag-commit ng adultery kesa sa mga pagano na to. Ang sabi dito, he is committing sexual immorality with the wife of his father. So probably it's talking about the stepmother. Kasi nung time po na ito, ang mga lalaki, ang napapangasawa nila ay higit na mas bata sa kanila. So, kung namatay na yung asawa, no, balo na yung lalaki, at plano niya ulit mag-asawa, uh, ang, most probably ang mapapangasawa nito ay higit na mas bata ulit sa kanya. At dahil dito, minsan, yung edad ng stepmother at ng panganay na anak no ay medyo magkalapit. So, hindi imposible na mangyari yung mag- mga ganitong bagay. At ang nakakalungkot, nangyari po ito sa isang Christian church sa Corinth na yung isa nilang church member nagkaroon ng uh, sexually immoral relationship with his stepmother. At alam na alam to ni Paul. No? Kaya very specific, hindi na nga niya pero alam niya na may isang member na ganito yung ginagawa, no so well presumably nagresearch si Paul, no hindi lang niya ito narinig, talagang inalam niya bago niya isinulat dito sa letter niya so bago ma discipline ng church ang isang tao, dapat klaro muna, no at may proof, no may proof na nakagawa talaga ito ng offense. Hindi ka pwede magdisiplina ng padalos-dalos. So, ang person na kailangan muna i-discipline ay dapat yung talagang nakagawa no, ng offense against God and the community. Pangalawang batayan kung talagang kailangan i-discipline yung tao ay kapag nanatili siyang unrepentant. No, klaro na itong tao na to kahit nahuli na siya, kahit napagsabihan na siya, nakausap na siya ng maayos, itong tao na to, despite all of those things, he remained unrepentant. Look at verses 2 to 3. No? Ang sabi dito, and you are proud. Shouldn't you rather have gone to mourning and have put out of your fellowship, take note of this, the man who has been doing this, no, take note of the tense, the man who has been doing this, ibig sabihin, habit na ginagawa niya to, patuloy niya itong ginagawa. At ito naman Corinthian Church, wala silang ginawa. Ang sabi nga dito, proud pa kayo, arrogant pa kayo. No, parang kalyado yung mga puso nyo, kahit meron ng ganitong nangyayari, wala kayong ginawa, ni hindi niyo dinisiplina. So, malinaw na offender yung person at yung person na ito ay unrepentant. Kaya ang sabi ni Paul sa verse 3, For my part, even though I am not physically present, no, kahit wala ako dyan physically sa simbaan ninyo, I am with you in spirit. As one who is present with you in this way, I have already passed judgment in the name of our Lord Jesus. Ibig sabihin, sa pangalan ni Jesus no? according to the will and the authority of Jesus I have proclaimed judgment to that person ang pagdidisiplina po yung word na judgment na ginamit dito hindi ito yung judgmental no? kasi pag narinig natin yung word na judgment baka naisip natin judgmental ganon, pwede tayong maging judgmental sa church no? that's not what this means Ibig sabihin ng gumua ang ibig sabihin lang nito gumuana ng decision si Paul based sa kanyang research based sa kanyang pagsusuri na itong tao na to ay talagang guilty na at gumuana siya ng decision para disiplinahin ang person na ito. alam nyo po ang pag na ay very challenging pero ito po ay necessary ito po ay isang expression ng ating pagtutulungan, no? Kasi nagtutulungan tayo sa church, eh. Tinutulungan natin yung isa't isa na lumago tayo sa pananampalataya. At ang magulang na mahalang ang kanyang anak, willing siyang disiplinahin ito. Kasi siyempre, bilang magulang, gusto nating matuto yung mga anak natin, di po ba? At uh, lumaki ito ng marunong sa buhay, no, na matuwid at nakaka ng ng tama. In the same way, kailangan ang discipline ano? kailangan ang discipline ng isang simbahan para lumago especially yung mga taong medyo lumilihis. Ano? Lumilihis ng konte kay Kristo. So, take note of the term discipline. Ano? Kaya sinabi kong discipline hindi condemnation. Ano? Yung pronouncement of judgment ni Paul para dito sa person na ito, hindi niya ito kinokondena, no? kundi dinidisiplina. Kaya discipline kasi kinokorekt lang natin yung isa't isa. At minsan, may mga pagkakataon na yung correction natin, may kasamang konting kirot. ba? Parang pagka ang magulang, pinalu yung kanyang anak, meron tong konting kirot no? para matuto. Ganon din ang discipline And for the apostle Paul, ang form ng discipline na ito ay makikita sa verse 2. Ano po yun? Removal of this church member. No? Ire remove muna siya, hindi muna siya a sa worship service, hindi muna siya magpa-partake ng Lord's Supper, no, removal of the church member. Ito yung form of discipline na pino ni Apostle Paul para sa church member na ito. At ang hope, kaya ire-remove yung church member, ay para matuto ito no at magbalik loob muli sa Diyos at magbalik loob muli sa simbahan. So, papaano ba nilarawan ni Paul ang pagpractice ng church di- discipline? Dadako na po tayo doon sa ating next point about the practice of church discipline. Unang-una po, practice lamang ito exclusively, take note of that word exclusively sa mga church members lang look at verses 9 to 11 no? ang sabi ni Paul sa verse 10 in no way did I mean the immoral people of this world ang sabi ni Paul, idisiplina nyo yan I'm not talking about those outside of this church no? hindi yung immoral people of this world I'm talking about, look at verse 11, no? you not associating with anyone who calls himself or herself a Christian. No? Yung, yung uh, they call themselves Christian, pero they are continuously practicing sexual immorality, greed, idolatry, and verbal abuse, at yung paglalasing. Drunkard, mga drunkard sila, at mga mangdurugas, mga manloloko, swindler. Do not even eat with such a person. So, bakit kailangan church member lang? Exclusively for church member lang ang pagpractice ng church discipline. Now, ano kaya ibig sabihin nun? Ang ibig sabihin nun, una, kaya church member lang kasi... We are called to love and care for one another. Kaya church member lang kasi tayo yung magkakasama sa simbahan na to and we are called by the Lord to love and care for one another. Wala po sa atin yung perfect. May mga times na medyo lilihis tayo, no? Kung minsan hindi na nga tayo aware dito, hindi natin aware, hindi tayo aware na medyo lumilis na pala tayo. Meron tayong mga blind spots. no? And so, kailangan natin magtulungan. Kailangan natin yung isa isa para ipakita sa atin yung mga blind spots na ito. Para ipakita, imulat yung mata natin no, sa mga kasalanan o sa mga bagay na parte ng buhay natin no, na hindi tayo aware at kailangan natin itigil. Ito po dapat yung matutunan natin bilang mga Pilipino kasi tayo pong mga Pinoy uh, non-confrontational tayo, hindi po ba? No? Ayaw natin nung uh, ng may mga ganitong confrontation. Gusto natin smooth yung relationships natin. Hindi tayo yung diretchahan, no? Pero napaka-importante po, makikita natin dito, kung talagang nagmamahalan tayo, kung talagang nag-iibigan tayo, we have to correct each other, especially kung nasa dangerous na po tayo na landas, kung medyo napapalayo na tayo sa Panginoon. Uh, Siyempre, mahirap mag-correct, ayaw natin i-confront yung tao na to, pero kung talagang mahal natin si brother or si sister, we will talk to this person. We will correct, sit down and talk to this person and correct him or her. Di ba? Another reason kung bakit church member, yung uh, exclusive for church member, yung practice ng church discipline is because we are accountable to each other. No? Kasi unan, we love and care for one another. Ito yung calling natin. At pangalawa, accountable tayo sa isa't isa isa Kaya ang sabi dito ni Paul, bakit nyo tolerate yung person? Hindi ba hindi pa kayo accountable sa isa't isa? Hindi ba kayo nagmamahalan? Bakit nyo pinapabayaan yung person na Ang sabi ni Paul, you are even proud. Hindi ba dapat nagmormorne, nagigrieve kayo? Ibig sabihin niya, di ba pag kami narinig kang brother or sister na ganito yung nangyayari sa buhay niya? Hindi ba dapat nadudurog yung puso mo? Di ba dapat nagmormorne, nalulungkot tayo eh, pero bakit indifferent? Bakit wala kang pakialam? Yan ang sinasabi dito ni Paul. Tayo po ay called to be account- accountable to one another. At very important po na maunawaan po natin ito. Again, uulitin ko po. Very, very important na maunawaan po natin Na hindi lang po tayo church attendee, kundi accountable tayo sa isa't isa. Nagpapakialaman tayo sa isa't isa because we care and we love one another. Hindi pwedeng i-discipline ang taong hindi ready na maging accountable. Eh, hindi pwedeng i-discipline yung taong hindi handa o hindi niya nakikita yung sarili niya na accountable siya ito rin yung isang reason kung bakit hindi tayo pwedeng mag-discipline ng mga tao outside of our church halimbawa may kaibigan tayo na na visiting, nag-attend lang no, for a few Sundays pero galing siya sa ibang church pero hindi naman talaga siya church member no? We can sit down with him, talk to him in love, kung may nakita tayong problema, correct him. Pero hanggat hindi pa malinaw sa tao na ito, na accountable siya sa simbahan natin, we cannot discipline him. No? Hindi pwedeng magdidisiplina tayo parate ng kahit sino na lang na nagpupunta sa simbahan natin, na hindi naman talaga naiintindihan yung discipline. Hindi naman talaga naiintindihan na accountable siya. Kasi kung parati tayong gano'n, lalong magiging maguloyon yun. May interpret ni na parang napaka-pakailamero naman ng simbahan na ito. Ano bang pakialam nila sa buhay ko? Eh, private life ko to. Wala akong pakialam. nag aattend lang ako. Bakit nila ako pinapakialaman? Hindi, hindi. Pwede natin silang kausapin, i-correct, Pero hindi tayo pwedeng mag-impose ng church discipline sa kanila. napak importante po mga kapatid na maunawaan po natin na tayo ay miyembro ng Breadcom Is Manila. Kung kayo po ay nakikita nyo yung sarili nyo na ito yung home church ninyo, regularly nag aten kayo ng simbahan natin, nag kayo ng membership class, no, dati, magkakaroon pa din po tayo in the in the near future, kayo po ay miyembro at malino po na accountable po tayo sa isa't isa dito sa ating simbahan. At dahil accountable po tayo sa isat isa, may mga times na willing tayong kamustahin tayo ni pastor o ng isang elder. no? O willing tayong makausap and sometimes makurek at madisiplina. Kasi nagtutulungan po tayo, no? We're not making fun of each other, hindi natin hinihiyahin bawat isa. Nagtutulungan po tayo and we are concerned. Ako po mismo, nadudurog yung puso ko kapag kami nakikita akong uh, flock na medyo nalilihis siya, no? tupa ng Panginoon na medyo nalilihis siya, na alam ko na it's my responsibility through the grace and through the help of the Holy Spirit to call this this ship back to the fold. And so, kailangan po natin maunawaan ito. No? So, napaka-importante ang practice ng church discipline dito lang sa simbahan kasi we are called to love and care for one another. And, importanteng maunawaan natin na accountable tayo sa isa't isa. Okay? So, if you see yourself as a member of this church, paalaala po sa atin ito no? accountable po tayo sa isa isa at merong mga pagkakataon na uh, we will have to correct each other no? not because we are making fun of each other or we're judging each other, ito yung I think maling Filipino mindset eh, na kailangan iisang tabi natin, no? tayo mga Pilipino uh, masyado tayong ano ba tawag doon balat sibuyas no? sensitive no, minsan, uh, napo na lang ng konte nagtatampo kagad tayo. No? Pero, nasa Biblia po eh. no Kailangan po natin yung isa isa. Kailangan natin magtulungan kung tayo po ay mananatili at magpapatuloy sa buhay krisyanismo Kailangan po natin if we are to grow in our faith. And also, um, Aside from we are accountable to each other, itong church deep discipline must also be practiced as a command. Ang ibig sabihin, we need to take this seriously. Hindi po ito option. Ang isang simbahan na faithful sa call sa kanya ng Panginoon should include church discipline. Hindi pwedeng maging faithful ang isang church nang hindi niya dinidisiplina yung kanyang mga members. At ganito nga yung nangyayari sa Corinthian Church. They are beginning to become unfaithful. Napaka-gifted nila, pero ang dami nilang division, ang daming mga, na eto isang instance, isang case, na merong isang issue sa church nila ng sexual immorality. And unfaithful sila kay Lord, wala silang alam pinapabayaan lang nila itong person na ito. No? Pero, according to verses 12 to 13, very strong yung word ni Paul. Sabi niya, expel the wicked person from among you. It's not an option. Strong words coming from the Apostle Paul. No? With his apostolic authority. This is a command. We need to take this seriously if we are to be a faithful church. So in this case, makikita natin again ang discipline uh, na pinapropose ni Paul is ec- to be to expel the person, to remove the person no from being a member. At again, ulitin ko, hindi po ito condemnation, ito ay discipline at ang hope po dito ay magbabalik loob sa Dios yung person na ito at hopefully pati dun sa simbahan. Now, having said this, hindi naman ibig sabihin. Okay, let me just balance it. I'm not saying na every time na may nakaka-offend sa simbahan or every time na may na-offend sa atin, parati na lang tayong magpa-practice ng church discipline. I'm not saying that. Or parati na lang nating i-remove sa fellowship yung person na ito. Remember, we have our own imperfections. And of course, may mga instances na madidisipo- madidisappoint yung ibang tao sa atin o ako, madidisappoint ko kayo kasi we're not perfect. No? At magkakaiba pa tayo ng mga personality. So, that's just all part of a normal relationship. So, kapag nagkaroon tayo ng tension, hindi ibig sabihin, church discipline ka agad o Pagka merong pag- konting tampuhan, i-discipline agad, or removal. No, I'm not saying that. Okay? So, ano yung gagawin natin kapag nagkaroon tayo ng tension sa isa't isa? Ano yung gagawin natin pag nagkaroon ng conflict sa simbahan? Merong isang member na hindi mo nakasundo, o meron kang sama ng loob. Anong gagawin natin? Kasi ang hirap nun, no yung aten ka every Sunday, magkakantahan tayo, sa naman magpuri sa Panginoon, tapos makikita mo yung kapatid mo <laughs> yung kapatid mo na may sama ka ng loob parang uh, ma-distract ka kung ano-ano yung may isip mo ano yung pwede natin gawin unang-una una, muna ano yung things not to do okay, mabilis lang ha na I think very prevalent sa mga Filipino churches una po, iwasan natin yung chismis no? sobrang madami kasi sa ating mga Pilipino pag na-offend tayo, ang tendency, kwento natin sa iba. Minsan pa nga, sasabihin natin, oh, ipag-pray natin si ganito. Bakit? Eh kasi, alam mo ba, no? minsan, true parang prayer pa, pero actually, parang ginagawa natin, sinichismis lang natin. Kasi may sama tayo ng loob, doon na try natin mag-open up sa ibang tao. Huwag po natin gawin yun, kasi hindi po yun makakabuti. Ang sabi nga sa Proverbs 12.18, there is one whose rash words are like sword thrusts. No, parang sword thrust, parang tinutusok ng sword. But the tongue of the wise brings healing. Mag-ingat po tayo sa pananalita natin, no? Especially sa kapatiran. Nararanasan nyo na ba 'yon yung ang yung yung matalim magsalita, no? Yung parang tinutusok. No? Yung mga sinabi tungkol sa nakakasakit ano nakapa- o ikaw ba nakapagsalita ka na ba ng ng masaket sa kapwa mo no? yun po uh, iwasan po natin yon hindi po yun makakatulong para ma-resolve yung issue yung chismisan no and proverb 16:28 also says a dishonest man spreads strife and a whisperer separates close friends no yung mga bulong alam mo ba, ganito, alam mo ba yung ginawa niya sa akin, yung mga pagbubulungan na yan, it can cause separation. It can divide even a church. So, mag-ingat po tayo, you cannot resolve tension with this. Mas madadagdagan pa po yung conflict. Mas kakalat pa. Another verse that warns us about the use of tongue is the destructive power of tongue na makikita po natin sa book of James sa James 3 verse 5 ang sabi dito ni James so also tatang is a small member napakaliit lang na body part yet it boasts of great things how great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire per daw yung tang fa- yung natin sa forest fire iba sa atin dito may member tayo na nakaranas ng forest fire 'no sa bangga bang, bandang angono nangyayari to pagka dahil sa init tapos malakas yung hangin nagkakaroon ng friction uh, friction tapos nagkakaroon ng fire pag kami mga ta- maraming talahib maraming halaman napakabilis mag-spread nito ang sabi parang ganun daw yung tang pag hindi tayo maingat kapag kami nakasakit sa atin at hindi tayo maingat sa paggamit ng ng uh, words, ng tongue, chinismis natin, pin, may mga pinagbulungan tayo, or kung ano man yung ginagawa natin, pag-pray natin, gagaganoon pa tayo, be careful. No? Kasi yung maliit na spark na yun can become into a forest fire. Pwedeng lumaki lalo yung gulo sa simbahan, Yung issue between you and a brother or a sister, pwedeng maging church issue, kung hindi tayo maingat. So, una yun, iwasan natin yung chismis, iwasan natin yung mga unwise na pagbubulungan o pagsasalita. No? Pangalawa, na I think prevalent din sa maraming simbahan, iwasan po natin yung uh, gumanti, no? yung gantihan. Dahil nga siniraan tayo, sisiraan na natin. O kaya minsan, gumaganti tayo, pero yung ganti natin, silent treatment. Hindi natin pinapansin, iniirapan natin. <laughs> Ganun tayo eh, hindi tayo confrontational, pero ang gagawin natin, passive-aggressive tayo. No? Hindi natin papansinin. Ang sabi sa Romans 12:19 Beloved, never avenge yourselves. Kapag kami nakasakit sa'yo, huwag mong gantihan. Okay? Bakit? Sabi, to, uh, sabi dito, Leave it to the wrath of God. No? Pabayaan mo na, na ang Diyos yung gumanti. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I shall repay. Pagkahalimbawa, uh, may nakasakit sa atin, huwag mong gantihan. Leave room for God's vengeance. At ang Diyos, righteous share no gracious siya, pero matuwid din siya at meron siyang justice at kapag ka ang josh gumante yung tama no hindi yung sobra hindi yung kulang tayo minsan pag gumaganti tayo sobre no? parang ano eh parang uh, yung, yung 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 pinitik tayo sa tenga, sinuntok natin yun yung ganti natin <laughs> minsan sobra no di maganda yon pag kami nakagawa sa aten ng male mading nating i-point out sa person pero wag nating gantihan wag natin uh, you know yung silent treatment o ichismis siraan. No? Pabayaan natin ang jos at ang Diyos, he is righteous at marunong siyang uh, meron siyang gusti So, papano natin, ito yung mga iiwasan natin, chismisan, gantihan, yan, yan yung mga ano eh, the usual. Ngayon, papano naman natin i resolve kapag meron tayong conflict? May tinuro po si Jesus sa Matthew 18. Let me read it to you and you may turn there. Matthew 18 verses 15 to 17, it says there, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. Kapag may nakasakit sa'yo, anong gagawin mo? Kakausapin mo siya ng maayos, hindi mo siya ichichismis, hindi mo ikakalat yung masakit na ginawa niya sa'yo. Ang sabi dito, it's between you and him alone. Usap kayo nang maayos. No? Brother or sister, pwede ka bang makausap? Kasi naalala mo yung time na to, na na nun eh. No, yung maayos. Huwag mo siyang pipilitin. Usap tayo kaagad. Right now. ayo usap. Hindi ganun. No? Dapat bigyan mo siya ng konting time na ready siya. Tanungin muna, pwede ba tayong mag-usap? Tapos ang sabi dito, kapag ka, nakinig siya sa'yo, kapag nagkaayos kayo, you've gained a brother or a sister. No? Ano, bakit kaya ganun? You've gained a brother or sister. Ako, I believe, kaya ganito, kasi um, naniniwala ako na yung mga tension, yung mga conflicts sa relationships, ka naayos natin ito, ito yung pampalakas eh. No? Ito yung pampalakas ng relationship eh. Pagka merong nakagawa sa'yo ng mali, tapos talagang tunay na work out nyo yun, ano yun eh, mas nakakapagpatibay ng relationship yun eh. No? So magigimo na siyang parang ano talaga sabi dito, you've gained a brother or a sister siya yung magigin ka close no? magiging kaibigan ka mo. Pero paano kung hindi na resolve? Look at verse 16. If he does he does not listen, ito yung gagawin mo. Take one or two others along with you. Magsama ka raw ng isa pang kapatid sa pananampalataya. Of course, yung isasama mo yung alam mong spiritually mature at may wisdom no hindi yung kakampihan ka hindi ka magsasama ng kakampi pagtutulungan mo sila hindi ganon no? you will you will have another person sit beside you as you talk so that unbiased yung judgment niya no meron siyang wisdom at yung judgment niya ay unbiased at probably hindi lang nagkaroon ng ano man, nagkaroon lang ng misunderstanding at maaayos din ito Pero kung hindi pa rin naayos at uh, patuli pa hindi repentant yung tao, no, hindi siya repentant sa sa ginawa niya. Hindi uh, hindi hindi ako magso-sorry sa ba? Paano pag ganoon, hirap na, no? Hindi wala akong ipagso-sorry. Dapat tanggapin mo na lang yung ginawa ko, tanggapin mo ako kung sino ako. No, kahit nakakasakit na. Ano yung gagawin? Kapag hindi pa rin nakinig, ang sabi dito, if he refuses, sa verse 17, tell it to the church. Now, I'm not saying na-ichismis mo na ichismis muna sa church, no? Hold your horses, hindi garon Ang ibig sabihin dito, sabihin mo ito sa mga leaders ng church, yung mga, nag, yung mga magre-represent ng simbahan, hindi sa buong simbahan. Halimbawa, 100 yung yung nag sa simbahan, sasabihin mo sa lahat. Hindi ganun. Yung nagre-represent dun sa simbahan, which is yung pastor or yung elder ay iba pang leaders. Tell it to them. Okay? And, pag sinabi mo sa kanila, mag investigate sila tulad ng ginawa ni Apostle Paul, no probably may nakarating na report sa kanya at nag-investigate siya, in-assess niya yung kasalanan nung nangangalo niya dun sa Corinthian Church. No, at yung leaders yung magka-come up with a resolution. Okay, Paul ang discipline niya is to expel that brother. So ganun po, no? Hindi hindi tayo, merong merong ano eh, mer- hindi parating discipline ka nang discipline. Parang no nagiging legalistic tayo. Ginagawa nating parang rule na kapag may nakasakit sa atin, sumbong ka agad, discipline ka agad, o kaya dapat alisin na yan sa church. O, i-chismis na natin. Siraan na natin. No? Uh, hindi nga natin isusumbong, pero sisiraan natin para siguro hindi na siya a tas alis na siya. Hindi ganon. Makikita po natin, merong process na tinuro si Kristo. Pag may nakagawa sa'yo ng mali, talk to the person. No? Between you and him, wag mo ipamalita. Kaya yun, ang wisdom po doon para maprotektahan mo rin yung interest ng person na naka-offend kasi ayaw mo naman na ipahiya siya sa iba. Huh? So, between you and him, pag hindi ito na-resolve ba, magdala ka ng unbiased and wise person to give judgment kapag ka hindi, hindi pa rin nakinig and then this is the time that you go to pastor, you go to an elder or church leader and then let them pray, sit down, discuss it, assess it, and then give the uh, proper resolution or proper discipline for the person so ito po napakaimportante po nito na para sa simbahan natin again because it is through discipline that we can correct one another and we can help one another to grow in our relationship with the lord so ganyan po magresolve ng conflict no hindi po tayo passive-aggressive, hindi tayo iiwasan na lang natin siya o lilipat na lang tayo ng ibang church. You know, guess what? Paglipat mo sa kabilang church, magkakaroon ka ulit ng conflict doon kasi that's just how relationship works. Parating may tension. Pero ang healthy way to handle conflict is not to run away from it, but to resolve it by talking in love with the person who offended you and praying na sana na to at hindi na ma-elevate sa susunod pa na magsasama ka ng ibang tao. No? ipag-prayin natin yung mga tensions maresolba doon sa first level. No? Sana by the grace of the Lord doon lang magkaintindihan na. Pero kung hindi pa den makikita natin yung grace ni Lord kaya yung guidance niya, meron pang mga susunod na steps na pwede tayong gawin according to the wisdom given by the Lord Jesus okay now having said this yan po yung church discipline nakita na natin kung ano yung proseso pag may conflict nakita na natin kung para kanino yung discipline na ito which is exclusively sa church members ngayon pag-uusapan natin bakit ba to importante ano ba yung purpose ng church discipline and this is my third and last point look at verses 4 to 6 Makikita po natin dito na ang discipline, ang purpose na is restoration. Kapag binasa po natin ang verse na ito, parang nakakagulat sa una. Kasi parang ang sabi dito sa verse 5, Hand this man over to Satan for the destruction. Huh? Ano ibig sabihin nun? parang Ako parang napi picture ko, hand this over to Satan, parang offer mo siya kaya Satan na gano'n. No? Hindi po gano'n. Ibig sabihin na ito, Hindi ibig sabihin, ah, ganito ka ha, matigas ulo mo. Sige, kaya tanas ka na, hindi po ganon. Ito po ay term na ginamit ni Apostle Paul to talk about uh, expelling the brother or sister who committed sin. No? Serious sin against God and the community. So dito po, makikita natin, si sinabi na hand this man over to Satan, Ang ibig sabihin nun ay ie exclude na siya sa pagiging member ng simbahan, God's community. At dahil excluded na siya sa simbahan, siya ay outside of the church, siya ay partner ng world na kung saan nag-rule si Satan, yung world na corrupt na talamak yung yung lies ni Satan. Ibig sabihin, hindi siya talaga kristyano. No, hindi mo na siya ititreat na brother and sister in the Lord. Hindi dahil kinokondem mo siya again, kundi dahil ididiscipline mo siya, ikaklarify mo na marahil etong tao na ito, hindi niya talaga nauunawaan yung gospel. Siguro, akala niya kristyano siya dahil ang dami niyang kalaman o anuman. Pero patuloy siyang nagkakasala, hindi, hindi nagbabago yung buhay niya. So, malamang questionable yung kung talagang may pananampalataya siya sa Panginoon. So, i-exclude mo muna siya sa simbahan. At kapag excluded na siya sa simbahan, nandun na siya sa world. This part of the world. no Yung realm na kung saan naghahari si Satan. Yun po ang ibig sabihin nito Now, let me give you some scenario kung paano ito nangyayari. James James 1 verse 22 ang sabi dito ni James? Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. ano ibig sabihin nito? James is talking about a person no, who has a lot of knowledge in the word of God. Nag-aaral siya ng scriptures, nag-aaten siya ng Bible study, regular attendee siya sa church service, marami siyang kaalaman sa Biblia, marami siyang, malalim siya sa doktrina pero siya lang siya ay hearer of the word meaning lahat ito ay head knowledge no wala ito sa kanyang puso at hindi ito nagbago sa kanyang buhay siya ay, lahat ng ito ay information lang para sa kanya, head knowledge lang alam mo ang sabi dito ni James no? you can deceive yourselves by thinking that you are a Christian just because you know these things just because you know these doctrines you know these teachings just because you're physically attending the church every Sunday regularly you can deceive yourself into thinking I'm a Christian because I'm doing these things pero kapag ka hearer ka lang ng salita, hindi ka doer kapagkayong natututunan mo hindi mo ina-apply sa pamumuhay mo hindi mo pinapamuhay kapagkayong salita ng Dios hindi hindi eto alam mo hindi nagbabago yung buhay mo kahit ilang beses mo nang naririnig yung gospel not saying maging perfect ka of course magkakasala tayo pero walang lumalago ng pabaliktad no Siguro, baby steps, lumalago tayo paunti-unti, may pagbabago, pero walang, walang kristyano na ang biyahe niya ay pabaligtad, pabalik. No? At pag yung biyahe natin nagiging pabalik, tapos patuloy tayong nag-attend ng simbahan, nag-aaral, lumadami yung natin, we might be deceiving ourselves into thinking that we are Christians. I'm okay. No, I am okay. I'm doing these things. I'm, 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 I'm living as a Christian. But we're not really followers of Jesus Christ. We follow the way of the world, the worldliness around us. Brothers and sisters, mag-ingat po tayo, ang ibig po sabihin dito, it is possible to hear the gospel, the word of God, again and again, many, many times in conferences, in churches but end up deceiving ourselves into thinking that we are really followers when in actuality we don't follow the Lord Jesus we just know things about him but we don't follow him we're journeying into another you know we're going into another direction not the path that the Lord Jesus has laid down for us. Look at verse five again, or sorry, rather James two, verse twenty-six. Ang sabi dito, "For as the body, apart from the spirit, is dead, so also faith apart from works is dead." Listen to that carefully, brothers and sisters. Apart from works, according to the Bible, your faith is dead. You can think you have faith, you can claim to have faith, you can claim to have to be a Christian, but apart from works. Right? Baby steps of change, transformation, growth, apart from this, I'm sorry to say, but your fate is dead. It's not real. It doesn't exist. Maybe we're just deceiving ourselves. At ito po yung mga pagkakataon na kailangan natin yung isa't isa. Kailangan natin yung isa isa para i tayo, i-discipline tayo so that mamumulat yung mga mata natin sa katotohanan. Kasi baka dinedeceive lang natin yung sarili natin yun po ang ibig sabihin dito ni Paul. kaya ang sabi niya sa verse five, no, hand this man over to Satan for the destruction, no, of the flesh. exclude him from the church. no, let him know that he doesn't belong to Christ and the church. na no no, you say you're Christian, but I love you enough, brother or sister, to to tell you you don't really understand. you don't really understand the gospel. I'm sorry to tell you. I'm sorry to tell you but you have to you have to reflect and reevaluate your journey. You have to sit down and think about this very important thing. Hindi pwedeng magpapatuloy ka sa sexual immorality, magpapatuloy ka sa sa lust, magpapatuloy ka sa mga kasalanang ito and then claim to be a Christian. Kieran said sabi ni Paul Hand him over to Satan, exclude him from the church. Let him know that he doesn't belong to God yet. Sadly, that's the, you know, it's very sad. It's very hard, but we have to do it. Kailangan natin gawin yon. Kailangan natin pagdaanan yon, ah, uh, para magkaroon ng tunay na pananampalataya palataya at pagbabalik loob. Kasi dito naman, pagtino. Tinuloy natin yung verse 5 ang sabi, after you hand this person to Satan for destruction, look at this, so that his spirit may be saved on the day of the Lord. Gagawin natin yung church discipline. Why? So that this person can be saved. So that mabumulat yung mata sa katotohanan, maunawa niya yung gospel in a way na hindi lang head knowledge, but in a way that he experiences it. Na totoong meron siyang relationship sa Panginoong Jesus. Na totoong itong gospel na to hindi lang ito good idea, good advice, you know, information about the good and bad things, all that, rules, etc. But it's about Jesus Christ calling you into a relationship with Him, calling you to follow Him, calling you to into salvation. You are to respond by faith. You know, I heard a pastor, very encouraging testimony for me personally, huh? si Pastor Mar public, ano naman po to knowledge. Siya mismo yung nag-testify. niya to sa mga churches na pinupuntahan niya. At, uh, na-encourage ako dun sa kanyang testimony nung nag-testify siya uh, sa isang, sa training ng mga pastors. You know, this pastor, Nagkakasala siya ng patuloy. Pastor na siya, no? siya ng patuloy. At alam nyo, um, nalulong siya sa drugs. Nalulong siya sa drugs. Why? halo-halong reason, yung stress sa pastoral ministry, yung hindi siya masaya. You know, Naghanap siya ng happiness. Nalulong siya rito until such a time na nalaman ito ng simbahan and of course, he was removed from the church and removed from the pastorate. But you know, after he was disciplined, the Lord restored him. Alam nyo, um, dun na mulat yung mata ni Pastor Mar. And because of this, bumalik siya, nagbalik loob siya sa Panginoon. At nung nagbalik log siya sa Panginoon, uh, so, hindi na niya inaasahan na magpapastor pa siya ulit. No? Siguro, church member. Pero you know how gracious the Lord is? He was reinstated into the pastorate, And right now, He is giving these testimonies to encourage pastors who are down and discouraged. Pastors who are unhappy with their lives, or even with their calling. And you know how the Lord restored this pastor? He was restored to the office, and he is pastoring hundreds of people right now. Mas grabe pa yung pinapastoran niya na simbahan, kaysa nung, even before, nung hindi pa siya nadidiscipline. This time, he is pastoring hundreds and hundreds of people and it's continually growing. And this testimony gives glory to the Lord and gives hope that a church, when a church loves one another, even to the point of making hard decisions, disciplining the member, knowing and trusting the Word of God that this is what's best, pwedeng gamitin yun ng Panginoon to restore and to rescue that person. But if we will not discipline each other, kung wala tayong pakialam, tulad ng Corinthian Church, walang doon sa nangangalunya, doon sa simbahan nila, and I'm not just talking about sexual immorality, I'm talking about all kinds of serious sins that can offend God and can cause havoc sa simbahan. I'm talking about all those sins pagka wala tayong sa isa't isa there will be no restoration and sadly there will be no rescue walang confrontation pero yung kapatid natin na ay maliligaw ng landas brothers and sisters let us love one another let us care for one another and if that means sometimes tough love sometimes talking to a person a difficult talk with a person then so be it si kristo nga he went through all those difficulties to rescue us we are motivated to go through difficulties, the difficulty of relationships, even persecution and harsh words against us because we want to really share the gospel to the person. Di ba? Ganun po mag Lord, mga kapatid. Remember the prodigal son? Nung bumalik siya, doon sa kanyang ama. Nakita siya ama, malayo pa lang, tumakbo na kagad yung ama niya para salubungin siya. No? Nung, sa culture na yun, nakakahiya na yung patriarchal na culture yun. Eh. Nakakahiya na yung ama, na, kung siya na nga yung na-offend, siya na nga yung ginawa ng mali, siya pa yung tatakbo. Pero mahal niya tong anak niya. Eh. No? Tumakbo siya, in-embrace niya, hinalikan niya, at tanong ginawa? Binigyan ng robe sinuotan ng sing mga simbolo na itong anak na ito, nire-restore na niya into sonship. He was lost, but now, he is found, and he is my son. Brothers and sisters, this illustrates the mercy and the grace of our Lord to those who are walking astray. Kung medyo nalilihis ka, you can always go back you can repent turn to God and in Christ he will embrace you and restore you pero may mga pagkakatuan po na magagawa lamang natin ito kapag tayo ay na-discipline in the same way na na-realize ng prodigal son no? nung say na sya'y lumayas na-realize niya yung poverty niya na realize niya na hindi kanito yung buhay na pinili ko yung gusto ko, hindi ito there will be times that we need to be in that position and church discipline can put us into that position open our eyes baka meron tayong namimiss baka hindi natin talaga nauunawaan what it means to have a relationship with Jesus, what it means to be a follower of Jesus. And by the grace of the Lord, He will restore you. Use that discipline to restore you back to Him. So that's the reason, that's the purpose why church discipline is so important and the Apostle Paul, he wrote extensively about this in the book of Corinthians. Hindi lang sa chapter 5, sa mga susunod na chapters na makikita po natin, mababasa natin, he continues to talk about ethics, about disciplining. Another reason, and this is the last reason that I will give to you, another reason why church discipline is important, is because ch- through church discipline, we will prevent sin from affecting the entire church community. Alam niyo po ba na ang kasalanan ng isang membro na patuloy niyang ginagawa at yung kasalanan na pwedeng makatisod ng kapwa, no? yung kasalanan na uh, very serious like sexual immorality dito sa case ng Corinthian Church actually hindi lang sexual immorality binanggit dito ni Paul yung greed idolatry no? all kinds of sins that is very offensive to God and very offensive to the community of faith alam nyo po this can affect the entire church. Ang sabi dito sa verse 6, Your boasting is not good. Don't you know that a little yeast leavens the whole batch of dough? Sino po ba dito yung ngayong, isik, ngayong uh, quarantine ay natutong mag-bake? Sa ako doon at pagkanilagay mo yung yeast sa flour, no? What will happen? After 30 minutes or even an hour, magugulat ka, may transformation, no? Buhay kasi yung yeast eh. Makikita mo lalaki to, no? Lalaki yung dough na ginawa mo. Alam mo, sabi ni Paul, in-illustrate niya, parang ganito raw yung kasalanan sa simbahan. Kahit isang tao lang, kahit kahit maliit, isa lang ang nakakumit. no? Pero pag kami ganito at nagpatuloy, it can affect the entire church. Sa pataanong paraan? Well, people can stumble. Pwedeng matisod yung mga tao dahil sa kasalanan na ito. Or, it can encourage the entire church to take sin for granted. ba? Magiging, parang ganito nga yun yari sa Corinthian church, eh, parang kalyado na sila eh parang may kalyo na yung puso nila pinapabayaan na lang nila itong kapatid nila na ito sabi nga dito, you're even proud di ba dapat nalulungkot kayo di ba dapat nadudurog yung puso nyo sa nangyayari or it can also contaminate and remove God's blessing from the whole community again I will repeat sin if unchecked and if not dealt with sa isang simbahan, can contaminate and can remove God's blessing from the whole community. Sa example dito, sa Joshua chapter 7, you remember, uh, when the Lord handed over the city of Jericho to Joshua and the Israelites, yung isa nilang uh, member don, si Achan kumuha siya ng mga devoted things no? and as a result nagalit si Lord, anong sabi sa verses 12 to 13 Joshua 7, 12 to 13 look at this, ang sabi dito therefore the people of Israel cannot stand before their enemies they turn their backs before their enemies because they have become devoted for destruction I will be with you no more, sabi ni Lord. I will be with you no more unless you destroy the devoted things from among you. Ano ba yung promise ni Lord kay Joshua? No one can stand against you. I will be with you no? wherever you go. Yun ang sabi niya. Eh. Yun ang promise niya. Pero dahil sa kasalanan ni Achan, nagkaroon ng reversal. No? Yung promise ni Lord nabaliktad. Naging Parang naging ano eh, curse. Eh. Ang sabi niya, because of this, you, you can't stand against your enemies. Hindi, na, hindi ka naman nanalo. Because of this, I will not be with you. Nabaliktad yung promise ni Lord kay Joshua. Yung blessing na yun was removed from the entire community. Why? Because of Achan's sin. Because of the sin of one person. yung blessing ni Lord na we withhold unless there's repentance. At ito po yung matinde, ito yung sinasabi ni Apostle Paul na yung isang yeast can can affect the rest, the batch of the dough, the entire dough, the entire church. Ito po yung sinasabi dito ni Paul, that we have to address a, a brother or a sister who is in sin. Huwag natin itolerate. Huwag no? natin itolerate thinking, eh, pinili naman niya yan eh. Uh, malaki na siya. Alam na niya dapat yan. No. It can affect all the members of the church. If we're not careful. It can withhold the blessing of God from our church. So yan po yung purpose ng church discipline. First, to rest for the restoration and rescue of the person. Para maunawaan niya na hindi siya part ng church, na disiplinlan niya siguro yung sarili niya. And he needs to be restored, he needs to be rescued. At pangalawa, to protect the entire church from being contaminated with sin. And so the blessings of the Lord will be with help from them. Okay? So, that's the purpose. Now, let's summarize. Ano yung three pieces of church discipline? First, we talked about the person to be disciplined. Okay? Dapat, klaro na yung person na ito ay talagang na-offend si God at ang simbahan, Talagang nagkasala siya. Hindi pwedeng haka-haka lang. No? Pangalawa, it's clear that the person refuses to repent. No, yan yung taong nangangailangan ng discipline Pangalawa, the practice of church discipline. We talked about this. This is practice exclusively for church members who know that they are accountable to the church. We are accountable to one another. No, napaka-importante po na walang discipline na mangyayari, walang discipline na magiging successful kung hindi alam ni church member na accountable siya sa simbahan o sa isa't isa not Para sa kanya, offensive lang yun. O pangangailam lang yun. No. Kailangan maging malinaw na accountable tayo sa isa't isa. And it is practiced based on the command of God. It shouldn't be taken uh, lightly. must be taken seriously. It's not an option. According to the Apostle Paul. And lastly, we talked about the purpose of church discipline which is restoration and salvation of the person being disciplined, and also the prevention of sin's effects on the entire church community. Now, let me end with this. Ano ba yung motivation ng ating simbahan to live in purity and holiness? No? Ito, yung, ito yung reason kung bakit, ano eh, kung bakit may church discipline kasi we are called to live in purity and holiness. Look at verse 7. Sabi dito ni Apostle Paul, Get rid of the old yeast. Yeast here represents sin. O, yun ang sabi niya sa Corinthian Church. Get rid of sin. Get rid of the old yeast so that you may be a new unleavened batch as you really are. O, ibig sabihin, unleavened batch, ito yung prescribed bread eh, na ino-offer nila uh, sa temple sa Old Testament. Ibig sabihin, ito yung prescribed ni Lord. Ito yung holy. No? Get rid of sin and live in holiness and righteousness. And look at the motivation that Paul gave us. Because for Christ, our Passover lamb has been sacrificed. Alisin yun na yung kasalanan sa community ninyo kasi si Jesus our Passover lamb has already been sacrificed. Now, ano ba yung Passover lamb? Yung Passover po, makikita natin sa Exodus chapter 12. Ito po yung araw na kung saan genudge ni Lord ang mga kalaban ng Israel noong panahon ni Moses. Yung mga mapang-api na Egyptian masters. God passed over o nilagpasan niya yung mga Israelite households pero yung mga Egyptians the Lord judged them through the death of the firstborn so that Pharaoh will release the Israelites from slavery in other words niliktas ni Lord ang mga Israelites at yung Passover lamb ay isang sacrifice no, ito'y viewed as a sacrifice na lahat ng nag-offer nito no, ay niligtas ng Diyos sa Egyptian slavery at inispare niya doon sa kamatayan ng firstborn son so the Passover lamb symbolizes the redemption or the rescuing of the people of Israel okay? now in the New Testament Jesus is called the Passover Lamb. Tulad nga ng binasa natin dito sa verse natin kanina na si Jesus is our Passover Lamb sacrificed. Oh, he has been sacrificed. Ibig sabihin, through the sacrifice of Jesus in the cross, those who partake of this Passover Lamb, of Jesus Christ, those who, who receive this relationship with Jesus the Passover lamb both as individuals and as a community as a church are saved and their sins are forgiven. Sabi sa si 1st Peter 1:18 to 19, "For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed or saved from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors but with the precious blood of Christ yani sacrifice ni Christ a lamb without blemish or defect so kung yung passover lamb yung sinacrifice nila no so that the lord would pass over them and will not judge them, and instead will judge their enemies way back during the time of Moses in Egypt. In the same way, Jesus is the Passover Lamb who has been sacrificed, who shed His blood, and all who receive Christ as Savior will be redeemed, will be rescued, will be forgiven. At ang sabi ni Paul, Get rid of the sins. Get rid of the old yeast. Why? Because you've been cleansed. Because you've been forgiven. You've been rescued. Because of Jesus, our Passover lamb, who sacrificed himself. That's what Paul is saying. So brothers and sisters, ikaw ba ay leaven bread? Namumuhay kapating as a slave in Egypt? Nabubuhay ka pa ba as a slave of sin? You know, God in Christ is in the business of freedom and forgiveness. Pwede tayo mapatawad. Pwede tayo magkaroon ng panibagong buhay. Pwede tayo magkaroon ng panibagong simula sa pamamagitan ni Kristo. Nawa'y magtulungan po tayo dito sa ating church upang makita natin ang katotohanang ito in an ever increasing way. Discipline is needed if we are to truly want love one another and if we are to desire that everyone in our church is saved. Hopo ang panalangin ko lahat po ng members sa simbahan natin ay truly members ng simbahan ni Kristo na lahat ng members sa atin ay ligtas. And there will be times that we need discipline because I love you because the Lord loves you and He will employ even undesirable things just to bring you back to the fold. So magtulungan po tayo and may we live as true disciples of Jesus by the grace of our Lord and by the enabling power of the Holy Spirit. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, maraming salamat po for your blessings, for guiding us. Though this topic is not popular, pero we acknowledge how important this is. Lord, we, am, we encourage... We acknowledge our imperfections. We, we acknowledge that we need your discipline. And let us just trust you. Trust your discipline as a father. Submit to you, knowing that this is what's best for us. And that you always work to redeem your people and to rescue us from sin. In Jesus' name we pray